Hey everybody, Adam from the future here. Um, this is an episode that Meg and I recorded remotely when we're still kind of figuring things out. And uh, you can hear me bleed a little bit into Meg's audio, uh, which results in uh, a little echo in my voice. Uh, it's weird because it, the beginning of the episode, you, you can't really hear it. And then near the end of the episode, I sound like a full-on spooky ghost. So I, you know, I just want to apologize uh, and say uh, I boofed. I boofed this one up. I couldn't figure out how to get it out of there when I was editing. So um, yeah, super sorry. Uh, if this bothers you, uh, just tweet at me, fuck you. Just uh, no context, just write, hey, Adam, fuck you. Um, if you're a listener who has my personal phone number, send me a text, no context, that just says, hey, fuck you. Um, so without further ado, uh, here is the episode. I'm Adam. And I'm Meg. And we're going to watch Breaking Bad. In reverse. Breaking Backwards? Uh, so we'll get there, but I think we're good. I think we're in it. Hello, everybody! Hello! Uh, Meg and I have just watched the, fuck, seventh episode of Breaking Bad? You know, I neglected to even look at the name of this episode. This episode is called Buried. Okay, that makes sense. I see why it's called that now. Yeah, um, because Walt buries his money. Yeah. Later in the episode. I'm a little sleepy. It's it's midnight here. You also look like you may have had drinks. Is that? So here's the thing. We're all social distancing, right? <laughs> Fair. Which means, and I am living with my mother and stepfather, and I, you know, I, I, I like, I like board games, uh, but some of them are hard for the parents to play. Mm-hmm. But I, I, so I bought this one uh, that I had my eye on for a couple years, but I never pulled the trigger on it because I was like, I don't know who I play that with. But I was like, oh, this might be fun to play with my parents. It's called Viticulture, and you play competing vineyard owners. <laughs> Uh, and so I was like, mom, I think we'll like this. She fucking loved it. We just played one-on-one, but because you play as Tuscany vineyard owners in the 1800s, we played old Italian music and drank wine and Mm. I got hammered. (laughs) Uh, all right. Checks out. It's gone now. I'm not drunk anymore. I am, but I'm a little little sleepy, but not like, (laughs) not like bad sleepy. Like I was in our second episode, like. Drunk sleepy, which is fun. Okay, right on. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. In board game news, I uh, finally <laughs> broke out the. Uh, I finally played Harry Potter Clue with my children. What was it like? It's actually pretty fun, but uh, my son can't handle losing, and yeah. uh, that was hard to navigate. Man, <laughs> I remember I babysat a family friend who I will not name, uh, and he had. He had just bought Super Smash Brothers, a game I love, uh, and I'm just, I'm not gonna not gonna sugarcoat this. I'm very good at that game, and he wanted to play me, and I'm not I'm not letting him win. He was I think six at the time, and he was so mad. I think I was in high school, and he was just like, "Why can't I win?" And I was like, "Hey man, here's the thing, you're not gonna win, and I can't pull it back." So either we can play this game and you don't get to win unless you earn it, 
or we don't play. And I leave that. And I think he grew a lot that day. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I definitely have just started kind of like being like, I guess the game's over because or like, you know, like who was the who was the killer? In this instance, I feel like it was Lucius Malfoy Mm. with like the port key in the Great Hall or something like that. The, the board game is kind of like I don't play a lot of board games mm-hmm. because uh, I just never had a taste from growing up. But this one is fun in that like um, it had, the map is like the Marauders map. And then yeah. when you oh, roll, cool. the, roll the dice, like you uh, sometimes like move a part of the that part of the, you know, game board moves and like oh, that's uh, cool. secret passages open up so you can travel to different parts of the castle. Just like yeah, it's pretty fun. You know? I, is it is it called Harry Potter Clue? Yeah, <laughs> I had a I had a Harry Potter board game when I was like in middle school, and it was basically Clue, but it wasn't like they got the Clue license. It was like they're like that'd be fun to set Clue in Harry Potter world, so we're just gonna copy the rules basically. Yeah, and I, it was like it was just called Mystery at Hogwarts or something. Yeah, no, this is a licensed Clue. It's game. licensed Clue. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got into board games when I was 26. Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so buried the episode. <laughs> it's a good, was. guys, I'm tired. You're tired. I'm <laughs> not talking to you, Meg. I'm talking to the listener. That's fair. Um, fun thing before we start in on the meat. Uh, I, so I've been editing the older episodes and I just finally edited the first one where we start just briefly dabbling in what's this coronavirus thing? (laughs) (laughs) And it was weird to listen to because we were just, we were so young all those weeks ago. God almighty. Uh, Uh, I feel like I've aged a thousand lifetimes since then. You have two children at home. I don't know how you're doing it. It's not easy. Yeah. I just, we were, I think at the time, my job was started sending people home like before it was cool mm-hmm. about about a week before and it was that and they weren't like trying to get ahead of it they were just they were more or less testing if they had the capacity for everyone to work from home and then literally like 4 days later everyone had to work from home okay uh, and i and on the episode we recorded i was just like yeah my fucking company's being uh, being a real tight ass about this corona thing <laughs> Um, and they were not. They were doing a good job keeping me safe. I um, I was wondering about that because I remembered you being like, ah, maybe I should just come and work from your house a few times. And I feel like remiss that that didn't happen. You know? Yeah, because, it stinks. Yeah, like, damn, we should have we should have tried that. And now I live two time zones away. Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, you guys? Uh, if you, the listener, has good board games my mother would like uh, in the social distancing period, please recommend them. Uh, she likes The Settlers of Catan and Viticulture. Any other recommendations? Please send them my way. Uh, my mom doesn't do anything except watch uh, gossip television and uh, oh, what criticize me. Uh, so what what does she watch? Well, she watches actually like that's not true. She doesn't watch that that much gossip television outside of like the shit that plays right after the local news, but before the it, you know like the like I I don't know like TMZ, but like the classier one. Like I don't know what they call it. it's not Dateline. 
I this have is a no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> That's a good none one. of this is in my purview of knowledge on pop culture. <laughs> That's fair. Um, uh, I think it's just kind of uh, peripheral viewing as she like gets dinner ready or something, and then she's mm. like, "Oh, did you hear about what Jennifer Gardner did? She uh, loves to fuck truckers or whatever like the gossip is." And you're like, "Oh, it's that's sick. not even good gossip because everyone knows that." <laughs> Hey, Jennifer, you're welcome to be a guest on the podcast and set the record straight, but you fuck truckers. <laughs> um, anyhow, so... I want to get Julia Roberts and Jennifer Garner on this podcast. I don't know if you remember, but a few episodes ago, we talked shit about Julia Roberts. Oh, yeah, we did. Well, yeah. apparently she's really mean. Actually, I got the inside skinny from Ooh, someone who dish. used to be... Uh, Eric Roberts' personal assistant for a long time, and apparently who's, he's who the a, fuck is Eric Roberts? Julia Roberts' brother. Who, Does he do things? Is yeah, I, he's been in lots and lots of movies. And uh, have you seen the like? Have you seen the Dark Knight? Uh, a bunch of times. Yeah. Okay, so do you know the like mob boss? It's like it's Ramirez in it. Oh, uh, Falcone! That's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Julia Roberts' in, brother. Is he a dick too? Yeah. And he, his daughter, he, Emma Roberts, who uh, did a lot of Nick shows and now she does a lot of movies, is also apparently really mean. He, like the whole Roberts family is mean. He was, as last thing, and then I promise we'll start talking about Breaking Bad. Uh, he was in, so, I don't know if you, Sharknado is like the popular one, but I don't know if you ever watched a sci-fi channel original movie with like really bad CGI. I have watched those, yes. Sharknado made them like popular, well, I mean, they're popular, but like. They made like a million Sharknados, but before that, when they were just kind of there, uh, they had like they were fun because they'd always have one actor who you'd be like, "Oh, that guy yeah. from that really popular thing I've seen." Um, they're similar to Christian movies in that way. Uh, he that, that guy, what what's his face, Roberts, was in uh, Sharktopus, which is a movie about an octopus with a shark's head uh, that becomes sentient. Yeah, I watch it. Actually, uh, one of the the last. Have you seen Sharktopus? Yes. Nice. Uh, I've also seen uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, which is that's, um, that's solid. The first thing I or the last thing I watched before going into labor with my daughter. Well, actually, I was in labor but didn't realize it. But my water had wow. broken immediately after watching that. That'll do it. Yeah, I guess because it was just so thrilling. Uh, um, Meg, I'm getting chilly. Oh, ooh, ooh, I feel like so we're in a cold open. A little bit of a, a nippy little cold open Oh, there. it's a nippy cold open. This one actually <laughs> seems a little cold. Yeah, well, because it's so either early in the morning or late at yeah. night. Yeah, we're uh, outside. That guy, he's got a... I, there's really no reason why that guy's up that early, other than, it, I guess, they get to work at the mines. I'm not there's sure. A, yeah, we open on a man who is confidently older than either of your two hosts, I think. Uh, uh, that guy's... Yes, it's very, very old. Yeah. That's all I can say about him for sure. Yeah. Um, and he, this is not, not a whole lot happens. He finds a trail of money. Yeah, I was kind of wondering like a lot during this episode, like, man, none of this shit ever happens to me. I never find a strung out millionaire who just spinning around on a merry-go-round at a park. That's unfortunate. You live in Los, you live in Los Angeles, seriously? N- not one time. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you need to go to Highland Park more. 
<laughs> You're right. I absolutely do. I don't know if that joke is funny. I just kind of brain farted and I was like, pick somewhere in LA. And I picked Highland Park. Highland Park, I feel like, is that place where people who have a lot of money are like, uh, yeah, but I don't want to live in like the areas with the other people with a lot of money. So they go and they get like a little bit more value mm. for their money, but they still have a lot of money. Like, who are we kidding? I don't know. I, I just, ever since I moved out of LA, moved to the heartland, <laughs> where, you know, people help each other out. Oh, yeah. People, your car breaks down, someone pulls up next to you and says, I got your back, friend. That's what it's like out here. And that's and this it, week's message from the heartland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, is it is it uh, weird in the heartland right now? Or yeah. is, does everybody just have each other's backs all the time? Everyone has each other's back because that's how we were raised. Yeah, fair. Um, true, true, true. Everyone is super cool and awesome to each other. Mm. I have an honest question. Uh, in LA right now, when I don't know when's the last time you went to a grocery store. Does how what's the percentage of people wearing masks? Is it like everyone? Yeah, you can't go in without a mask right now. It's like the law. Oh, okay. Because I went grocery shopping today. I wore a mask because I'm a hero. Yes. And I there's a bunch of people without masks here. It's like a suggestion. Okay. And I almost yelled, "Wear a mask, jackass!" To <laughs> Everyone I walked by. <laughs> uh, actually, I didn't do it once because I'm, you know, you know where I was raised. Well, the heartland, yeah. The heartland. Uh, real America. And, uh, but, man, did it piss me off. Well, actually, today was a day I uh, my, I drove my kids out to Victorville and we met my parents who live in Las Vegas and I delivered them masks because they couldn't find any in Las Vegas and I was very worried about them. But, no... It, they, uh, they, yeah, like they go to the grocery store and they don't have anything to like, and they're, you know, in their sixties. So I was able to find them masks like at, but they, they charge an arm and a leg for it now where it's like, uh, six, you know, N95 masks are, uh, it, I, like the, the, the masks are six bucks a piece and like, uh, gloves are like $20 a box and whatever. I actually, I had gone through a phase where I was afraid because of the, maybe because of the fires about like getting those N95 masks. So I already had like a box of N95 masks, but then when I was out once and I was wearing like my mask, somebody yelled at me because I like had this box of masks I've had since like 2017 and they're like, give them to the the first responders. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I have, I have 18 of these at my house. It's then I've had them for a long time. I, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. So yeah, that's just a long way of saying we all wear masks. If you go that's outside, good. you have to wear them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, weird. It's more of a, hey, you should probably do that here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyways, right. man finds money, man strung finds out money. Jesse, and that's that. And that's the end of Jesse till the end of the episode. Uh, and then, uh, I believe, we see uh, Walt walking out of Hank's garage. Yes, and they're uh, not talking, and they're always looking really intense. And mm-hmm. uh, Hank is looking super paranoid. What's your What's your take on this scene? What do you think's happening? What's going on? Well, I definitely had no idea, um, but it seemed <laughs> like uh, it seemed like in this episode, right in this scene, it looked like they were they definitely just had like a heated exchange that mm-hmm. kind of seemed like Hank said something to the effect of like. 
I got your number, asshole. And Ooh, tune in next week. And see if I got that right. Uh, and then uh, uh, Walt went, Ooh, uh, you don't got my number until I say it's time to get called or some shit I, like that. I, I think, uh, and I know one of the funnest things about this project is that the end of the episode for you, I, I, when we watched them together, not over Netflix party, I, I remember hearing this, but... It's just kind of like the oh 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 they're okay yeah. oh this is where they were like that's kind of fun yeah uh, I think I think next week's gonna be a fun one for you the other fun thing I we kind of realized tonight is anytime you see a character for the first time it's safe to assume they're gonna die soon the only like, time that has not been true is with Hewell and uh, Bill Burr's character yeah and that's that's the only that. Uh, uh, by and large, everything else is that person has well, is going wait, to get who, killed in that. Who episode. else have we? Who who else have we met that then died right away? We met Hank, uh, Huel, or not Huel, Hank. This Steve new man, Steve Gomez. Oh, Steve Gomez. Um. Uh. Well, Steve. That was a weird one because Steve was already dead at the beginning of that episode. Right. He, was just he on died. The he dead. technically did not have an on-screen death. Uh, that's true. It's just he, you. You find out he's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I knew that they were going to be dead because they talked about it beforehand. So it was kind of like, ooh, look at this is the one. I know that someone named Mike is going to die soon. Um, and I'm trying to think about, you know, outside of the Nazis and Lydia, like, who die in the very first oh, episode. Oh, right, because Lydia died the first episode we watched and all the Nazis. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anyone else. But, yeah, I think, you know, in general, we're only seven episodes in. But what we're saying is is pretty much true. Um, we're getting, so this season we're actually getting, so, and I don't know if they're still doing stuff like this. This season, uh, was one of those seasons of television where they announced, Hey, this season's going to be the final season. And then a few months later they announced, Hey, the final season's being broke up over two mini seasons and that'll be split over the two years. And so we're, uh, the next episode is the mid-season premiere oh okay um so technically still just season five episode nine Mm. um but that's just i i don't even know if that was worth telling you but that's (laughs) uh that's yeah i don't know this is all worthless i shouldn't have brought any of that up Uh, no i I think it's i think it's meaningful because it means Mm. that their mid-season premiere and their mid-season finale so mm-hmm. two episodes from now, they're both going to be like fucking off the chain. Yeah, off uh, the chain. Yeah. Because, this well, next week for us is the mid-season finale. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. There was also, a, uh, yeah, there were some names thrown around in this episode that I did want to ask you about. But, well, so they they had an I Got You number. Walt pulls out. He does not hit that little car. Yeah, he's careful uh, about that. He's careful. He's a good boy. Uh, and then uh, Hank's, I think, at dinner with Skylar. Yeah, that well, dinner. well, he tries we, to get a hold of Skylar. And what meal are they having? Uh, I think it was just uh, like when somebody's like, "I'm going to meet you for pie in the middle of the day." Uh, oh, they're 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 having pie. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I couldn't get a vibe of that restaurant. It seemed like my favorite type of restaurant, which is just like a general, uh, you know, suburban diner vibe that tries to be a family restaurant and they give you right. like a basket of bread and soup with everything. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, there, uh, mm. he, I, I like the conversation that, um, that Walt has on the phone with Mariano where he's like, Mariano, get my wife. Who's she talking right. oh, to? Oh, speaking of Mariano, um, 
I have all the under fives of this episode's IMDb pages pulled up. We'll get to them <laughs> at the end of the episode. I And by that, I mean the two of them. Yeah. And by all of them, I mean Mariano I have for sure up here. The woman in the DA office, I think I have her page. Okay. She's, we'll, she says, like, how you feeling, champ? Or she says, something. yeah, how you feeling, Hank? And uh, she's a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's uh, a gov- Yeah. So but, they... Uh, they, yeah, go on. He gets to the car wash. She's not there. She's at a, a mid mid afternoon pie slice. She, yeah, she's going out for pie, which is where he should have checked first. Yeah, I mean, if any, if it were me in this situation, <laughs> I would have gone for pie just on my own and run into you don't, them. Yeah, you don't know this because you're watching like the more serious episodes. But her nickname is Piler. Oh, pie. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Taylor all pudding pie, is that what he calls uh, yeah, it? Yeah, because she just gobbles pie. That's all that's all she does. <laughs> um so uh and then I was almost certain that Hank and Skylar were gonna kiss the way that Hank comes in to like hug mm-hmm. her. And so this was something that initially I was like, what I wasn't actually expecting them to make out or anything, but I was noticing that like was he trying to be overly uh kind to her in this scene to get what he wanted or was he actually concerned about her i think the latter he was i have actually to concerned. be careful what i say okay but i'm pretty pre- yeah the latter okay okay yeah. i mean because i'm so used to all these deceitful men and <laughs> i know i know we're just in bad. this no just in this show it all seems right. like everybody besides jesse lies a lot and so yeah. jesse Isn't seems it funny to that jesse the little strung out boy is probably the nicest most honest person the most honest character in my experience in the show so far he's just he kind of speaks his mind and does what oh, he wants there, there's some cool characters you get to see that aren't haven't been introduced yet that i'm excited for you to see yeah. uh so anyways um it looks as though Skyler's thinking about um, cooperating with mm-hmm. Hank, but Hank comes on too strong and kind of freaks her out. That's He's, how. Uh, yeah, I, I hope the server has already gone to their table because Hank seems thirsty. <laughs> yeah, he's very thirsty. He could use some iced tea. Um, and then this was another thing where I was a little bit like, why don't I ever see this happen in real life when Skylar starts to freak out at the restaurant and is like, am I under arrest? And I was, she under arrest? It wasn't clear. I mean, she wasn't, it was just him asking questions. And I'm, have you not seen like a scene at a restaurant? I feel like I'm always the one causing the scenes at the restaurant. (laughs) Um, My, my favorite thing that's ever happened to me at a restaurant well, it wasn't a scene. It was like an anti-scene. Okay. It was, I, sorry, sidebar. I, my, I quit a job, like an office job I hated in Chicago. And all I wanted to do with my coworkers, because I, I kind of joked the whole time. I was like, I want to go to the Rainforest Cafe. All I want to do <laughs> is me and all my coworkers that I like, I want to go to the Rainforest Cafe. And I just kept saying, it's not a dinner. It's an adventure. And like, I, <laughs> Just, I was obsessed with just going with my coworkers to the Rainforest Cafe. We did. I had the time of my life. <laughs> but I looked over at a booth two tables down from us, the yeah. adults just having too much fun. Yeah. A- and it's a mom, a dad, and a son not speaking to each other for <laughs> an hour. 
not a word. And I, <laughs> and it was amazing. I could not stop looking at them. Uh, where was uh, where was the Rainforest Cafe in Chicago? I know it was just like it was just downtown. We walked to it from our office in the Loop. Jesus, I cannot place it. For I mean, I know they're all gone now, but like the only one they're I would, what? Well, I'm pretty sure they're all gone. Uh, they got, but it's how if there's still a Rainforest Cafe, Adam. You know what? I, if we do end up going to Vegas, I know exactly where the one is in Vegas, and we should go. <laughs> I want to go so badly. <laughs> uh, I can't. Uh, I cannot place where it would be. Rainforest Cafe is a jungle-themed restaurant chain. Um, it's in 2000. The Rainforest, to date, the company owns restaurants in the United States, and can- I don't know if they still have them. I I feel like they're if 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 it's not like I know the one on like it, at Disneyland closed. Uh, so that makes me think that if the one in Disneyland can't stay open, you know what I the mean? The one in Chicago opens tomorrow at noon. Uh, how, how, for what reason? For takeout. Okay. But, <laughs> but Why would you order takeout from that place? I agree. Because, I mean, takeout's not an adventure. But yeah. uh, it is at 605 North Clark Street, if you... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's, it's it's yeah I know what you're talking about I know where that yeah. is. Um, well, anyway, okay. uh, so they they have the opposite of what I saw that family doing at the Rainforest Cafe. They had a Chica- full blown scene in Chicago in 2016. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they had a full blown scene. Uh, uh, that's funny. I uh, no, I feel like I've seen. Oh, my sister caused this scene at a restaurant once. I don't know. Did you ever have a dramatic sibling that was like, well, then I'm not going to sit with you while you guys were all out to dinner and like went and sat outside the restaurant and was all pissed off? No. I've done that in a fight with a significant other at a private dinner. Okay. No, it wasn't even a private dinner. It was like a private like fight in my room. But... uh, (laughs) But go on with your thing. No, I mean, that was like the most I, I can remember of a scene at a dinner that was like, people are like, whoa, what happened here? And I've seen lots of times when there are just men walking in the rain in the middle of the morning. That seems like it's something to do mm-hmm. with a woman or something. But mm-hmm. besides that, I haven't seen so many big blow ups at a restaurant that were like, whoa, shit, what's going on over there? You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes you get your food, you get mad. Yeah, that's fair. But usually I'm just so jazzed to be at a restaurant. I'm like, look at me. I don't have to cook. Yeah, um, sweet. Oh, boy. Guys, listeners in the future, do we miss restaurants so yeah. much? I, uh, <laughs> we're, in the, the, we're in the COVID frenzy of April 19th, 2020. And man, oh, man, would I like to go eat at a restaurant. If I could, if I had one day where they were like, COVID-19 isn't happening for today, what I would do is I'd go out surfing. COVID-19 isn't happening. And I'd go out surfing, and then I'd go to Disneyland or Universal, and then I'd go to a tiki bar. Mm. And that's... I, Guys, make loves tiki bars. I, I love surfing. Those That day was everything I love, surfing, theme parks, and tiki bars. Can you still surf right now? No, the beaches are all closed. Oh, and they, really? I thought surfing would be safe. Yeah, it was for a while, but then people, like, I, I, they had, like, signs up on, like, Venice Boulevard and all the streets heading to the beach that were basically, like, the ultimate locals only. They would say, like, for residents only, you can't come wow. here. They closed all the parking lots, and people were still coming in. You know, like, I think it was safe if you, like, just were in walking distance of the beach, but they, a, a lot of people were coming to my area that weren't 
you know, Jeez. shouldn't have, I guess. And so they they even arrested like a pat, stand-up paddleboarder down in like Manhattan Beach or like in the South Bay somewhere. Uh, like they, they brought the Coast Guard out. And so at this point, like if we go to the beach, it's at night and we just drop pictures in the sand and collect shells and come back. Jesus, It, it sucks. Like I can't yeah. do anything. I miss swimming. I, and I just miss surfing so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. That it's stinks. okay. I know. You know what? It's okay. Mm. It's, I know it, I'll well, this, be okay. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Bummer. Anyways. So, uh, I hope- <laughs> What do you I hope? hope this what sounds do you fun in hindsight when people live like, oh, yeah, I remember that April. Everyone was freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Every, but it's now not, it's June it, it's and everyone's people, surfing. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, uh, then sorry. Then this episode takes a turn to Hornyville because we go to Bob Odenkirk's office. Yeah. And he is a little pissed off. And just walking with an attitude. And, and yeah, I oh, just his little butt. Yeah, like, ooh. And mm. even though, like, his suit's way too big for him, you can tell yeah. he's got a rock and bot underneath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's just working. Yeah, God, like, he is, he keeps it super tight. You could just tell. Mm-hmm. I was actually, because I am watching the new season of Better Call Saul with my parents. Mm. And I just kind of joking, I was like, do you guys think, I asked my mom, do you think uh, Saul's cute? And she goes, oh, no. And I freaked out i went i was like i'm going outside <laughs> good i hope you and i ate dinner left. outside and i i am recording from there now. <laughs> i was so mad i hope you fucking keyed her car no uh, yeah i i did <laughs> um i don't talk about boys with my mom because she's very territorial and if, i get yeah <laughs> oh sorry if I if if we have the same crush on someone, she'll go. I gave birth to you, and I can kill you in the same breath. And I was like, oh, okay. So I don't. We don't have crushes on the same. Person. I don't think I've watched something with my mom in the last twenty years where I haven't been like, do you think he's cute? <laughs> really? I just want to know who my mom thinks is attractive. I really do. I don't know why. Uh, it's it's something I've been fascinated for my entire life. Uh, have there been any surprises? Um. I, she doesn't. She thinks Will Arnett and Adam Scott have weak chins. Will Arnett does have a weak chin, and I, I think they're both very handsome. Adam Scott has got a. I don't know. I don't. I like. I think Will, Adam Scott is a full blown hottie. I like Will Arnett for what do I like him for? He does have a weak chin. Uh, Adam Scott, I feel like is there. Yeah, he's there. He's there. Right. She she thinks she thinks Vigo Mortensen is gorgeous he i don't know he seems really intense yeah i think my mom must like that oh okay yeah okay Mm -hmm. yeah makes sense my mom uh will happily volunteer that information without anyone asking apropos of nothing so she for a while had me convinced that my real dad was uh whoever pierce brosnan played on that show in like the 80s it's something like remington Remington steel Steel. yeah Mm Remington Steele would come on and she'd go, that's your real father. And I was like, oh, oh wow. You'd be, you'd be so lucky. Yeah, no, my he's, dad is a very big He's dork. so handsome. Yeah, and he's he's just not Remington Steele. Uh, I, 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 I have a very big soft spot for Pierce Brosnan. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, he seems yeah. wonderful. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem like a jerk at all. He seems nice. I kind of would love it if he came back and played James Bond. I would like it if they did a Mamma Mia three, and he and it and there was no Meryl Streep, and it was just Pierce Brosnan trying to sing. 
I don't know enough. I've never seen Mamma Mia, so I don't get any of that reference. That's fine. My uh, my kids I, was liked he, it a lot. He was bad at singing, right? Oh, he's so bad. Okay. Was he like Russell Crowe in Les Mis? Because I remember seeing that and being like, why is he here? I it, I never saw that, and I have ah, to shit. imagine. We're just never going to be able to sync up on these musicals. Yeah, um, That's okay. Not. Yeah, but... Um, Anyways, Pierce Brosnan seems like a handsome guy. And His James Bond movies were underrated, and you can take that to the bank with you. I, I think that Daniel Craig is very handsome. Oh, he's, yeah, he's He's very gorgeous. sexy. And the movie we saw where he was uh, had a Creole accent. Oh, oh yeah, we saw Knives Out together. Yeah, that was did. a fun evening. That was nice. But when uh, mm-hmm. I have a real, I don't want to call it a weakness, but it is a problem for me creole accents i i i just melt i can't help it i didn't know like accents could do that to me it's just see like creole but when it was like daniel craig with the creole accent i was like this is the sexiest thing i've ever seen period that's the end of the sentence and heard it was a real sensory experience for me that day Wow. Yeah. Like you had said, like, why did you see this movie a second time? Why would you see a whodunit twice? And I was like, oh, no reason. (laughs) It was all Daniel Craig. Oh, you were jerking off the whole time. Now I remember. I said, don't you look at me. And I was like, oh, it makes you horny, but that makes more sense to (laughs) She usually jacks off for no reason. She usually just jacks off, but now, okay, that makes more sense. Uh, So this horny scene, we had to establish that. In this horny scene, we established that uh, Bob Odenkirk's character is very prone to suggesting murder because yeah. he with fun metaphors. Yeah, he's like, uh, "We want to send Hank to Belize." And, I'll send you to Belize. That was a fun line. Yeah, and then uh, I typed to you, "Unbelievable," and you mm-hmm. got really mad at me. I wrote back, "Boo." That's fair. I hate wordplay too. I love. I don't know, like, I know there's probably something lost of us not watching these together anymore. I do kind of like that we just have a little live chat Oh, I watch it. I think it's really fun. <laughs> I, I I enjoy it as well. Um, I think may- maybe someday that might be something worth, like, like tweeting out to listeners. Oh, being like, join us on our live chat? Like, yeah. spectate our live chat as we yeah. watch this episode? That could be fun. I, I was just, like, scrolling back through ours. I was like, this is fun. <laughs> Uh, it definitely is a it is a nice way to be able to consume something with someone else. Like even though yeah. we can't be together, it was it made it feel like more of an experience. Well, I I kind of and this is selfish. I I kind of like it just because like the stuff you type to me is like stupid. they're not like no they're like yeah they're stupid fun. Um, they're not like uh, like asking like who's that which is like which i get why you want to ask it's but it's just like a knee jerk and then i have to be a dick and be like i can't tell you uh so so i just get i get the cream of the crop with the with the type that's fair yeah Yeah. i remember you explaining it to people like oh just she really she she just uh runs out of steam after a minute or two here (laughs) like in the beginning of every episode what's this who's that i don't know (laughs) i just i get why you want to know (laughs) the instinct uh but i'm just like for the for the 
I cannot tell you. Yeah, fair. Uh, so uh, he, so um, Bob politely suggests in a, with a quaint little metaphor about murdering Hank, and apparently that's somebody he won't mur- that won't won't murder. And He's then, family. Yeah, of co- yeah, of course. Uh, and then where do we go from there? Uh, from there, he wants to hide his money, and oh, so uh, Bill Burr and Huell whose name I do not know in real life, uh, go and get it, and they lay down on the money, and they have that fun Scrooge McDuck line that you loved so much. I was happy. You were very happy with that. Uh, And then they put the money in barrels and take it to Walter, who's like, good job. Why didn't they pocket just a little bit of that money? They might have. Yeah, they must have. Yeah. We We didn't check their pockets. Yeah. Uh... We know that it doesn't come up later, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, During that, he takes it out and he buries it and he uh, does all that. We'll get back to that. But uh, then Marie goes over to Skylar's house. And you can tell that Skylar has been trying to get a hold of a lawyer to talk to somebody, talk to Saul, uh, but can't do it. And then, yeah, Marie shows up. This is a very tense and dramatic scene that yeah. stressed me out. Um, it, I've seen it a million times, and I was like, kind of like, uh, like I wasn't typing anything. I was just like, oh, oh, what happens next? Like, and I, yeah, no, it was just they're both good actors. Yeah. Well, at first, I think I asked you uh, which one you'd rather goose, and so- <laughs> yeah, and I, I told I. I told you, but that's not for the listeners. That's that's, that's for, just us. that's for that's you us. and me. Which that's one I'd rather us. goose? Uh, mm-hmm. And so then. Uh, so this is a part, of, like, a lot of the meat of this scene is lost on me because apparently um, Marie connects the dots and realizes that uh, Skylar has known for way longer. And then I for, I didn't understand what the tip-off was that made Marie think that, or realize that Skylar thought that they were going to get away with this. Um, um, I might need to rewatch that scene to get that. Marie mentions a bunch of big events from the show. So it might that have I, been something I never would have understood. I well, I kind of hope you're because it was. Kind, I was like, oh, this will be kind of cool for Meg to hear because these are like a bunch of little flagpoles for the show that she can expect coming forward. Well, I remember the pool party for sure because they bring she up said the that, pool party, but I don't remember the, the other things. She said since before Gus Fring. Okay. And so just keep that in the back of your noodle. And she says uh, when Hank got shot. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, um, so now I know about and that. Then, the gambling story? Oh, yes, and in so, the gambling story. Which we've heard, you've heard about before. Yeah, right? because they have a bunch, of, they helped pay for Hank's medical, like his, right. his okay. ability to walk. So I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now you know a little bit more about that. He was shot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, so it's cool. And I, yeah, I, was, I, I, I had a thought just watching that, and I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. This is like a little, what's this season? I'm breaking bear. <laughs> uh, and then she, Open hand, full force yeah. slaps Hell yeah. Skyler across the face. And I was like, bah, bah. Well, that was a little hot. Uh, that no. was a little hot. I was, yeah. Uh, and then as Skyler is reeling from getting just smacked, uh, you realize that uh, Marie is trying to take their baby she, Juniper. She commits an actual crime. Yeah, Holly. Holly. <laughs> and Holly. Um, yeah, she's going to take the baby because she feels that it's unsafe in the presence of a, a meth cooking drug uh lord and mm-hmm. um they have like a baby struggle and it reminds me of that biblical story 
Um, oh, where he chops the baby in half, and they each take their half a baby home and go, this was a good solution. Yes, exactly <laughs> that. Uh, and then Hank comes in and says, like, Marie, put the baby down. And that's yeah. kind of the end of that scene. And then they go and they sit in the car, and they're like, you got to get him. And I was like, mm-hmm. why is Marie so invested in this other than, like, she lost the baby fight, I guess. Um, mm, I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. I guess we'll have to find out. <laughs> Um, and All we know is she loves phone calls. She, oh, Marie? Yeah. She's always on the goddamn horn. She's always on the phone. Yeah. The, when smartphones get invented, she's going to be stoked. Yeah, she's going to be playing Candy Crush and also talking on speaker at the I can time. be on phone even just to not talk to people. Who's <laughs> I'm Marie. <laughs> um... All right, so now we go. Where do we go? Uh, I, I have the Wikipedia pulled up here. Uh, so Walt does the GPS thing, and he puts it on the lottery ticket, which you mm. know about because they bring that up in the finale. Um, then he comes home, and he's like, and Skyler's like, "Hey, can you take out the trash?" And he's like, "I'm exhausted," <laughs> and he passes out. Uh, uh, but we uh, forgot how horny this scene got. Oh, the scene, yeah. Got, the scene gets maximum horny. I just, he, I could cut glass. <laughs> uh, because of how fucking bare, God, how do you. Yeah, we see a lot of. How do you go guy. on with the rest of your day after you see yeah. so much? We got an all-you-can-eat Cranston buffet. Yes. In this episode. Mm, it, mm, it was mm, nice. Yeah. I was stuffed. <laughs> and then he passed out, and I was like, well, this is a weird way to be turned on. I'm concerned yeah, and horny. I, like, yeah, yeah. I was very like, oh, 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 oh. And then, but then when he comes to Skylar... I got horny again because Skylar is like mm. giving him. Yeah, a sh- she was taking. Yeah, I got horny of her because I liked that she was such a maternal figure. Yeah, that's that's a thing, right? Oh, maternal was the wrong word. No, Caring ma- figure. Maternal, I think, is okay. To okay. I mean, I think that is the quality. Like, I don't know. I like that she brought a blanket and a pillow. And when I was a kid, when we would sleep on a floor with like a blanket or pillow, we'd say we're making a nest. And I was like, oh, she made him a nest. Oh. Why? Mm-hmm. Like, I that was cool. In what context would you do that as a kid? Like, if you were scared like, and your parents were like special night, like, do you want to sleep in the parents' room? And be like, yeah. Uh, or uh, at a sleepover. Mm. Oh, all right, you're all gonna make nests in the basement. And I weirdly, I love sleeping on floors. Do you? I love it. Anytime I'm in like a hotel room with a bunch of friends, like, oh, someone has to have the floor. I'm always like. I'll take floor. Like, I never, like, fight for the bed or the couch or anything. I'm like, yeah, give me the floor. What is it that uh, you like? I don't know. Like, I like a firm mattress, too. Mm. And if any, a floor is the firmest mattress. Of all, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I love I love sleeping on the floor. I don't know why. I've always loved it. Well, that's that's probably a real good quality to have, I think. Yeah. So, you know, if I ever run out of beds. There you go. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, uh. Buy a floor. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, let's see. Uh, after we, we get some plot stuff in this scene, we should probably go over. Uh, I think one thing we kind of glossed over in the conversation that Hank has with Skylar is that apparently uh, Walt had told Hank that his cancer was back and that he was going to oh, die. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. 
I guess that's true based on what we've seen and experienced up until this point that his he's being sincere there that his cancer is back. Yeah, um, he's, he's being sincere. And so maybe that accounts for why he passed out because of his cancer. I'm, uh, um, yeah. Or maybe he was just sleepy. Cause, I don't know. No, because, yeah, because Skylar mentions that. She goes, is it true your cancer? And he kind of, he wasn't like, no, that was bullshit. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he, he told her the truth. So mm. his cancer's back. And she kind of is just like, hey, man, he's got nothing on us. Oh, yeah. Just write it out. Yeah, like he's just got his suspicions. The way he's talking, it seems like he doesn't have any good evidence. Like, so, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, going forward. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 we're breaking it down. And that's what this show's all about. Breaking it backwards. Breaking uh, it, and then we get to a, pre- a confusing scene for you. Oh, where are we, we, meet, where we meet a new man. Yeah, where we, are we talking about the Lydia scene where I was like, I yeah. only know one person in this scene. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's going to die here pretty yeah, I, soon. I got to text you. She's like, who is this man? And I'm like, well, you've never met him before. So what does that mean? And she's like, he'll die today. <laughs> and he did. It, we meet Very soon uh, after I said that. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, I don't know if we learned his name. He is a meth man. Um, and Lydia. Ha- so, okay. A lot of information just kind of gets thrown out. Lydia mentions uh, his meth isn't good. Uh, why doesn't he use Todd and he doesn't like Todd? It seemed like he had a good reason. Apparently Todd started a fire three cooks in or something. Yeah, but he had uh, 70% pure meth, 74. which is only 24%. 74, which is only like 26% diarrhea. That's true. Um, and uh, and then she's like, oof, well, boom, 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 shoot, 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 death, death, death. I felt sympathy uh, for Lydia here because she's like coming out of the, the rabbit hole or whatever you want to call it. And she's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to see uh, all the carnage. And they're like yeah. making fun of her for it. And I also thought that Todd was the creepiest psychopath in the world. He's like, OK, I'll help you not see the dead but bodies. Wait, so that's kind of a a little bit of a paradox because you you don't like them for being blasé about the carnage. But you also don't like Todd for being understanding of her not wanting to see the carnage? I I think that what I dislike about Todd is not his willingness to help Lydia, but his Mm. like, okay, the death is done. Come up now. Uh, Uh, I mean, he's a psycho, but. Yeah. Uh, I think it's hard to find anything redeeming about him after that. But (laughs) I suppose if you had to find something good to say about that scene, it is that he helped her i guess you know and wasn't making fun of her like the uh like his his uncle uh well they're mean nazis and he's i would classify him as nazi adjacent he's not a nazi i don't see well, any don't, tattoos on him so i'd say so far yeah he's just kind of like yeah he doesn't have any tattoos as far as we see i know i've never seen him shirtless i've only seen him with the most clothes on and then normal amount of clothes on. and also they don't seem very much into the Nazi worldview. It feels like Nazi cosplay. Oh, just like they like to wear swastikas and Yeah, they're like, no, this swans like we're taking it back. That's true. I guess I'm I've only seen them interact in this mm-hmm. instance really the most interaction they've had has just been with like Walt and Jesse. And mm-hmm. so um it seems like Vince Gilligan is like, How can I I know we've covered this before, but it really is coming to a head to me because they have them do all the worst things possible. They're like, we're going to uh-huh. put this guy, hold him captive. We're going to just murder, murder, <laughs> murder. 
And also to justify this, like who, what people would be okay with this. The only people possible are Nazis. That's true. So it feels like he just slapped swastikas on them to justify like, what uh, they were doing. These people don't seem bad enough. No, they're fucking Nazis. Or like no person could be this bad. Oh, wait, but what if they were also Nazis? Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I buy it. Now I understand. <laughs> that is, that is very true. <laughs> um, and so the Nazis kill all the people, and then yeah, yeah, you'll learn more about them. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, and then Hank is thinks his career in the DEA is over, so he does not tell anyone about the stuff he knows. He goes in. We get that other under five that we'll get to, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, what happened? Oh, when he gets to the DEA, he hears, um, "Hey, that guy Jesse, we know about." got uh is detained yeah he was doing something crazy with the money and Mm -hmm. uh they go and this is where i was like oh fancy that uh which was like uh, that scene where jesse is getting interrogated that was because the next episode opens up with him in that room or 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 it's if it doesn't open up with him in that room it's like right after the cold open cold open is somewhere was the cold open hold on Oh, yeah, the cold open is Todd and the, like, talking about the train robbery with the Nazis. Oh, yeah, where he's talking and, about, and you were like, put that little train robbing story in your yeah, back pocket. Yeah, put that in your noodle. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, but then it cuts to all the stuff. My daughter you know, hit her head today, and she was like, God damn. Or no, she didn't say that. My daughter hit her head, and she went, oh, I hit my noodle. And it was <laughs> one of the sweetest things I had ever heard. But then she, her head hurts. I feel bad. Oh, how'd she hit her head? Uh, get in the car. <laughs> no, yeah, that'll do it. My dad uh, was chasing him around a parking lot in Victorville, and uh, they were. Doesn't having... stop when you're a kid. No. Happens to me all the time. Yeah, I hit my noodle all the time. Are you at your house right now? Mm-hmm, I'm in the closet. Can they not hear you? Because their bedroom, they're asleep, I assume, and their bedroom's like right there. Here, let me see one second. Hey guys, can you hear me? I think they're just asleep. Okay, yeah, good for them. Hopefully. They're listening to a podcast or something. <laughs> well, I haven't. It hasn't been that bad. I haven't said that many terrible things. I don't think. No, you've been good. Okay, good. A lot of innuendo about uh, hot Bob Odenkirk and Brian Cranston, but that's okay. Beyond that, I think yeah, I think yeah, that's okay. fine, and it's good for them to learn that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but that's the end of the episode. For them, yeah, I think it is. Because uh, then, well, May, what do you what rate uh, from B minus to B plus? What do you give this episode? I guess a B plus. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I say that because, uh, well, there was some good acting. I found it a little uh-huh. bit confusing. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's fair. You know, uh, uh, these. All these Easter eggs are really paying off, but you know, yeah, for every you're one they pay of, off, there's another one they plant. So they you know. do keep planting more yeah. Easter. Um, well, let's get to the under five heroes of the episode. Of this yeah. Episode. Um, we're in the business, but if you are listening to this and also in the business, and you run into these people, hire them for your acting projects. Uh, no, going up number one. We got Victoria Lee. Mm. She plays 
DEA agent. And I there is no picture on this IMDb page, and her only credit is this Breaking Bad episode. I'm gonna assume this is the person who says, Hey, Hank. Yeah. Hey, holding up. Yeah, I also am gonna assume that if her only credit is that an under five, that she's like the niece of the DP or something like that who just really oh, loves you think- the show. Oh, uh, so we don't need to give her a shout out? No, I don't. I, I wasn't trying to say that. I'm just trying to imagine a world where these yeah, I got people you. are on this show <laughs> and how they're getting these parts. But if she was just a niece, would she have updated the IMDb or would someone else have done it that? It depends, I guess, on who. I don't know. I've known people That's... who like get put on IMDb without their knowledge, like their credits. That's true. And she doesn't have a picture. So I, okay. Or it could be that if you looked her name up, she has like a couple different IMDb accounts that like her credits are. I, I Googled Victoria Lee's breaking bad and I only got things to how to break a lease (laughs) and, uh, just screenshots of this episode. Okay. So no, she's a ghost. Okay. Um, cool. But if she wants to come, but if she wants to come on this podcast, she's more than welcome. And then the appetizer is over, and let's get to the main course. Pedro Garcia. Oh, is that Mariano? AKA Mariano. So he's you never see him again. He uh, maybe you do. I don't remember it. I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> well, that was weird that they're like you know he's having a conversation with a character on the phone. Oh. Oh, 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 he is in one other episode. Oh, okay. That guy uh, probably it, was... It, obviously not a big part, because I didn't remember it. <laughs> Mariano, please, uh, Pedro, please come come be on the show. And I'll spoil this. The next episode he's in is the next episode you and I will watch. I, I hope that it deals heavily with uh, hiring <laughs> Mariano. It's, it's a pretty Mariano-centric episode <laughs> that I'm very excited to get to. And let's just, uh, let's take a... Stroll down Mariano's uh, IMDb. He was in a show called Mad Love as Mechanic in 1995. Okay, okay. Uh, that, that's a that's a film. Oh. Uh, he was in a TV series called My Generation, which I've never heard of in 2010. Oh, you fell down. Yeah, my phone fell, so Meg can't see me. Oh, <laughs> uh, <and gasps> he was in a little movie called Fast Five. Oh, what is... as conductor? Oh, like on a railroad? Like on a... I assume so. I haven't seen Fast. You have you seen Fast Five? I have seen none of them. Oh, Fast Five's quote unquote the good one. Is it? Like that's the one that so that's the first one with the Rock, and that's the first like that's when it started getting like fresh Rotten Tomato scores. None of them are that great. And actually, Too Fast, Too Furious is the best ones. At me, bro. Uh, I have no way to contribute to this other than I've been on that studio tour at Universal and you oh, know it's a good gone on the tour. too fast too furious part of the that studio tour. Uh, We're Roman Pierce. We're Roman Pierce. <laughs> Sorry, they have like a whole rap song about Roman Pierce. It's cool. Well, he shows up in Too Fast Too Furious, the best of the sh- movies. I watched them all right before Fate of the Furious came out, the eighth one. Just to, like, I was like, ooh, what's all these Fast movies about? And I watched them all, and I thought they were fine. <laughs> and then I saw Fate of the Furious by myself, because I didn't know anyone in L.A. at the time. And I was like, this was good. <laughs> and I kind of forgot about it. Oh, I liked Fast and Furious 6 a lot. Did- but anyway, fat, like it was kind of like, so there's the first one, which like a lot of people liked. And then 
Vin Diesel's like, I'm not doing a sequel to that trash. And they made Too Fast, Too Furious. That's just Paul Walker's the lead. Mm. And then they're, they're like, oh, fuck, this franchise is dying. And they made The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. None of the main characters from the original movie. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, then they made Fast and Furious. Vin Diesel and Paul Walker come back. Mm. And then it's like, oh, it does pretty well. They make Fast Five and bring The Rock in. Smash hit. And then it kind of becomes like what it is now, where it's like an event every year. Uh, because now they have... They gave, um, God, I don't know any actors' names because I'm a mom, but they, they had that one with The Rock and uh, Jason Statham. Oh, that's Statham. the spinoff. Yeah. yeah. Was that Jason Hobbs Statham? And Shaw. Yeah, you but that wasn't Shaw before because in the ride, Shaw is the guy who plays Gaston in the live remake of Beauty and the There's Beast. two Shaws. There's, uh, they're brothers. So maybe, oh. and I, I don't know enough. I just know there's like, two Shaws in the in the franchise. That's so funny. Well, there, uh, yeah, there's Statham and then his brother. Fuck. It, okay, I. God damn it! I'm pretty sure at the end of Fast and Furious, the other Shaw is the main bad guy in Fast and Furious Six. The post credit scene, Jason Statham shows up to be like, "You killed my brother," <laughs> and he's the bad guy in Fast and Fur- in Furious Seven. And the kind of thing you need to know about the Fast and Furious franchise: if an actor's good enough and is the bad guy, they'll figure out a way to make it part of the team. And so both of them are just like, but they're all buds now, okay. even though these bad guys in previous movies have killed main characters. <laughs> so they got they they covered their beefs, and now <laughs> they cover ev- beefs get squashed and they <laughs> sip corona and go you know what water under the bridge <laughs> that happens a lot unless the bad guy's not that memorable then bad guy or they die okay gotcha mm-hmm. thank you for also, clearing that up for me because i was really confused about it <laughs> that is from one watch through of all of them also gal gadot was in a few of them gal gadot was gal gadot you mean is it gal gadot i'm pretty sure it's gal gadot okay i don't know I don't know right, a well, goddamn thing. Right in, let us know. Uh, How do you say I'm Gal's in, name? I'm in Team Godot. <laughs> Gal Godot. I think it's Godot. Uh, yeah, it's up to you. I'll call her Gal Godot. I don't care. I like to think I just about... Know she's awesome. I like to think of Gal Gadot and Gal Godot and Linda Carter fought. Like, who would win? Uh, oh, were they all Wonder... All, all two of Wonder, them were Wonder Women, yes. All Wonder Women? Yeah, the <laughs> wonderful women wonderful women well if you're a wonderful woman or man or non-binary and you like this podcast go please go ahead and turn it gray the button turn it gray smash it break that touch screen just uh take your whole fist and put it through your computer screen mm-hmm. and then go to the best buy to buy a new computer and let everyone at that best buy know Pretty good podcast they should listen to. You should go to the area that has the iPhones and pull oh. up the link to our page about our podcast and just leave yeah. it there. And I think that's the type of guerrilla marketing we will need to be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, it is one eighteen in the morning. Oh, good God. <laughs> and I have nothing to be up for, so it's not, not a huge deal. Uh, uh but to all the listeners, I would like to say a good Heisenberg. To you. To you all. Fair listener. Fair listener. <laughs> oh, goodbye. Oh, bye-bye. <laughs>